Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OSI Today, the podcast featuring news and views from around the Office of Special Investigations. I'm Wayne Amon from OSI Public Affairs, and today we start a special series within OSI Today. It's called My OSI Journey, which showcases the diversity and inclusion of our command-wide members. And I'm so pleased to be joined today by Mr. Howard Carey, the Associate Director of Mission Support in the OSI Investigations, Collections, and Operations Nexus Center, also known as the OSI Icon Center. Sir, welcome aboard to the inaugural edition of My OSI Journey. So great to uh, talk to you today. Thank you, sir. Pleased to be here. Let's uh, get right into it, shall we? Uh, Now, uh, as a member of OSI, you didn't start out with OSI from what your uh, biography tells us. Uh, You began as an admin troop uh, outside of uh, law enforcement. Is that right? Uh, That's absolutely right. Uh, I actually uh, joined the Air Force in uh, 1979. I was assigned to SAC at uh, Dyess Air Force Base Uh um, and uh, became interested more in special duty, I'd say, than law enforcement, because I really am a career pro staffer, uh, even though I have served as the superintendent uh, at Region 7 and Uh Region 8. I see. Very good. So uh, you had kind of a, a well-rounded uh, administrative background, I guess, before you came to uh, law enforcement then. Yes, sir. I absolutely did. Now, uh, when and how did you become interested in the area of law enforcement and subsequently to the Office of Special Investigations? Uh, well, actually, uh, being an administrator, I was really more interested in, uh, in special duty. Uh, because that just seemed like a, a really great way to challenge myself as I was kind of talking to other first term airmen. Um, and even though I did have a, a great job when I was at Dias, uh, it just seemed like uh, looking at these special duties that, you know, like I said, that was a, a good way to go. Uh, so yeah. um, in 19, uh, eight, January of 82, uh, I actually uh, got assigned to OSI and uh, DPRS uh, at Bowling Air Force Base. And uh, that's before the days of SSOs, uh, the security function resided in DPR. Okay, now, sir, uh, DPRS, uh, for our uh, uh, novice listeners to uh, OSI, uh, what does that acronym stand for again? Uh, So basically for uh, OSI, DP is the uh, personnel function Uh for OSI. And uh, R basically was the kind of recruiting section. Right. So as as new agents would come into uh, uh, the academy, uh, I was responsible for doing their security paperwork. That was my first job with OSI. Oh, wow. wow. So you got to, you got to uh, get to those uh, newly minted agents uh, very early on in their careers, I would imagine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was it was a very rewarding job. Very rewarding. Now, uh, uh how did uh, your OSI career begin as far as uh, really in earnest? Now, you mentioned you started uh, at uh, DPRS. Uh, how did it uh, progress from there? Uh, well, from there, uh, you'd have to rem- remember that we had districts as opposed to regions. Uh-huh. So whereas we have uh, eight regions and the academy now, we had 21 districts that were all uh, you know, 60, 70 people. I mean, the Air Force was huge back then. Right. Uh, so so it was a lot easier to stay with the command because we not only did our 
agent assignments, we could also do administrative assignments that were basically just kind of hacked off on by AFPC. Uh So, uh, you know, I started at Dias and um, uh, did, did, I mean, I started at, for OSI, I started at headquarters for my first OSI assignment. And then from there, uh, as I made rank, you know, I just took the next opportunity as an assistant NCOIC at at a district and then an NCOIC at a district. Uh, and just continue to progress on because basically the rule was if if you did well and uh, seemed to be motivated, OSI wanted to keep you. And uh-huh. uh, it was just such an interesting job. I just didn't want to leave, to be honest. But obviously today you couldn't do that. Uh, the Air Force is a lot smaller. We don't we can't move around inside the command like uh-huh. that anymore. And it's really not good for uh, an administrator's career to uh, stay with OSI for try to stay that length of time. It's okay to leave and come back, but, but you, you can't stay that like, like back in those days. Right, right. Well, times have changed. That's uh, that's certainly true. Uh, you know, with these days with with COVID and everything like that, it's uh, uh, the new nor- the new normal is really uh, uh, quite uh, interesting to say the least. Now, um, uh, when you began your OSI career, you know, administratively, uh, were there any uh, specific challenges that you faced uh, when you joined the organization, and uh, how did you uh, overcome overcome those uh, if they did come along? Well, I, I would say, uh, obviously, one of the biggest challenges is I joined OSI before we even had uh, computers. Uh, you oh, had wow. mainframe computers that were at like AFPC. Right. But uh, for the most part, we had typewriters. And so... Uh, I can relate with that. You and I are both old school. <laughs> I can certainly relate with that. <laughs> yeah, they had Underwoods. And if you were a really special, you might get an IBM uh, selection. Uh-huh. Uh, but but the reality was is that's just that was just the day and the time. And, uh, you know, so processing administrative paperwork, especially like decorations, right. EPRs, OPRs was really difficult uh, because you couldn't just, you know, hit hit print and yeah. uh, print everything that you put in there down. So that really kind of took care of itself uh, as uh, the IT world just basically exploded. Uh, right. But I would have to say the biggest challenge was how uh, uh administrators were treated back in the late 70s and 80s. Uh, you know, kind of like in most of the Air Force, we just really weren't treated as equals. Uh-huh. Uh, and OSI, there were things like, you know, administrators were expected to uh, chauffeur the agents and, you know, uh-huh. drop off and pick up from the airport, you know, accomplish their vouchers. So right. kind of more treated more like a, a, a secretary. Huh. Um so it was it was a little difficult, um, but it was also kind of considered the norm for back uh-huh. then, to be honest. Yeah. Did you how, how did you benefit from having uh, to do all those? Uh, I guess you maybe for lack of a better term, those collateral type duties back then. Did it, did it round you out as a as an admin person and, 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 uh, and just an airman? Uh, I think it, it, it did just from the standpoint that you really learned how to be kind of a, a jack of all trades, even if a master of none. Uh, but, um, I, I will say that, uh, it, it, it did help as the times changed and, uh, people were better educated and better informed. Um, and, you know, thankfully leadership, you know, kind of engaged at every level and the paradigm really shifted to more of equality and, you know, kind of respecting what an administrator is, is basically tasked by AFSC to do. Right, so, uh, right. so that, 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 that became good. Now, these days uh, of OSI, uh, uh, am I correct in assuming that, you know, administrators would be uh, considered uh, part of that overall professional staff? 
That 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 is correct. That is correct. Now uh, uh, let's kind of uh, fast forward a little bit. Uh, what inspires you uh, in in today's present environment to do your best in OSI? Well, I'd have to say that it's our mission that inspires me uh, to do my best in OSI. Uh, we are just so relevant and impactful to the Air Force mission. And it's really good to know that we're impartial uh, and that we prove just as many people innocent as we do guilty. And I just don't think that it, enough people really realize or understand that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a very, very, very good point. Um, uh, now, this next question might uh, kind of uh, dovetail off of the previous one. Uh, Mr. Kerry, what is the most gratifying part of your job with OSI, or are there, or are there uh, many? Uh, that one's pretty easy. I'd have to say by far it's the people. Uh, you know, OSI has been my family for almost 40 years now. And uh, all I can say is that I hope that I've given as much back to this organization uh, as it's given me. I mean, this, this has just been such an awesome ride. Well, you certainly uh, uh, made your mark. Uh, you made it uh, to a chief master sergeant before uh, you retired from active duty. Uh, that must have been a, a real feather in your cap, uh, knowing that. Uh, uh, did you envision back in the day when you first started as an airman that uh, you'd, uh, you know, end your active duty career as a chief? Uh, actually, no. Uh, I, my, my goal was to become a tech sergeant. To be honest, and the reason was, is as an airman, when I looked at a tech sergeant, that was a person who could who could do functionally do the job, but could also manage the job. So uh-huh. I, they, I just thought that was just so, you know, cool and inspirational to to be able to to not like I said, not only do the job, but manage the job. So really, I kind of self-actualized, I guess, after you know, making tech sergeant, but, you know, the reality is I never sh- strove to be a chief. You know, I just strove to do a good job. Uh, kind of like what General Simmons used to always say, performance matters. Uh, right. And, you know, and of course, General Simmons, I'm job. sorry, sir. As, as, mm-hmm. we, as we know, within OSI, General Simmons was one of the uh, prior commanders of the organization. A- absolutely, sir. He was, you know, very inspirational to me uh, uh, through the years. Uh, he was, um, uh, my my vice commander when Region Two first stood up, uh, so uh, very very wise man. But you know that's the one thing he said that really stuck. You know performance matters, and you know if you just focus on doing your job and taking care of your people, really the rest takes care of itself. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like a, a positive domino effect, I guess. If uh, if you want to look at it, <laughs> yes, sir. Great way to put it. Great way now, to put it. Now, uh, in retrospect, uh, Mr. Kerry, if you could do it all over again, and I guess uh, you know a lot of people have been asked this question too, is there anything you would do to change uh, your past uh, about your OSI career, or would you uh, just uh, leave it just the way it has been? Well, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, everything that's either good or bad that's happened in my career, I really believe it happened for a reason, uh-huh. and, and I'm okay with that. You know, you can't prove the negative. So if you change something, you just don't know what impact that would really have. So I'm good with it. Right, right. Now let's uh, bring uh, up to uh, present day once again. Um, 
what direction do you envision OSI going into uh, the future? I know we hear a lot about, uh, uh, you know, General Bullitt, our present commanders, uh, you know, the OSI we need and uh, things along that line. Uh, as as uh, from your perspective uh, and, and your experiences, where do you envision uh, OSI going from this point forward? Well, uh, just from my perspective, I see OSI becoming even more cyber-centric and uh, developing uh, joint missions and projects with Space Force. And although we're pretty relevant now, I see us becoming even more relevant to the DOD for other emerging missions. Uh-huh. Very, very well put. Uh, now, uh, uh, again, uh, back in the day, I guess when you were in a, uh, the uh, the admin uh, airman, if you will, uh, I guess working with the uh, manual typewriters, as you said, uh, <laughs> right. with, with uh, I guess, uh, and, and I'm correct in assuming that you worked with uh, uh, carbon paper and all that other good stuff. Yes, but yes. Uh, but yes. these days, with all the technology, you mentioned cyber and all this other stuff, uh, is it, uh, it must be uh, amazing to you to see such uh, advances uh, 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 progressing in such a very quick manner. You know, some people say that, uh, uh, you know, technology, you know, you have to uh, wake up the next day and it's going to change already. So uh, it, it must be interesting for you to see how technology has uh, uh, kind of shaped, uh, you know, OSI to a, to a major degree. Oh, absolutely. I mean, technology just uh, evolved, you know, exponentially. Uh, it's almost like as soon as something hits the shelf, it's already old. So, uh, like I say, being an older guy that, you know, it's a little harder for me to kind of, you know, grasp as things come out, but it's, um, amazing how efficient, uh, and when you look at why the Air Force downsized, especially on, uh, the administrative side of the house, it was because, you know, you didn't have to have secretaries and administrators perform that function, right. you know, because of the personal computer. And it's right. just made us just so fast and so good uh, and, and able to respond to, you know, operational requirements. I mean, in minutes, whereas right. it would have taken someone doing a, a hard copy message and running it to the message center back in the day. You know, right. it, it, it's something it's something to think about. Yeah, and I would imagine, too, that uh, it's opened up a lot of job possibilities for airmen these days, too, to keep up with that technology. Oh, absolutely. I think that's something we're going to need more of, not just in OSI, but in the command is, you know, realizing with that exponential growth, you know, what's the tail that comes with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope we don't get behind on that. I hope we as a command can stay ahead of that. Because if not, we're going to be lost. Right, right. Shifting gears a little bit now, sir. Uh, uh, one of the big phrases of late has been uh, diversity and inclusion, not only uh, within OSI, the military, and and uh, the country at large. Uh, why do you think uh, diversity and inclusion is so foundational to OSI's success? Well, sir, I would say not only foundational, I would say it's essential to the success you know, of the Air, for the Air Force and, and OSI. Uh, uh-huh. if, if everyone is not viewed as an equal, you can't feel as though you're an integral or really essential part of the organization or the team. Uh, and understanding that diversity is also more than color or gender. It's also recognizing like differing experience levels and what uh-huh. each person really brings to the table. So uh, right. looking at each person as an individual really just makes the whole team stronger. Right, right. Uh, so I guess you've you've seen uh, diversity and inclusion uh, come a long way since your uh, uh, early days as as an airman with the Air Force. Yeah, absolutely, and in, in several ways, yes, sir. 
Very good. Now, uh, what advice, uh, being, being, I don't want to say, you know, a gray-haired person like myself, but uh, what advice would you give someone who would want to join OSI these days with what uh, OSI has to offer, uh, you know, and, and, and what have you? And, and based on your experience, uh, I think, uh, you know, your, your words would uh, go a long way in uh, telling newcomers to the career field or to the, uh, uh, to the command, rather, uh, what they might expect and uh, uh, what they could prepare themselves for uh, if they wanted to join the organization. Well, I, I would highly recommend uh, OSI, but I would really preface that with talking to that individual and making sure that they were uh, highly motivated. Uh, when you look at everything that OSI does for the Air Force, whether it's, you know, operationally as an agent or whether it's as, you know, our analytical team or whether it's professional staff, IT, uh, there's, there's, there's a home for anyone uh, who's a high performer. Uh, so like I said, I, I would just highly recommend it. You, you just can't go wrong. I really don't believe I would have stayed in the Air Force or even ser- be serving as a civil servant if it was with another uh, organization. So, so bottom line, uh, you can uh, say, in, say in one word, uh, uh, what, what you know, kept you around with OSI? Was it, uh, was it the people? It was, it, it was, it was, I would say it was leaders. Okay. Uh, I, I've, I've had the pleasure of serving, uh, you know, some of the, the, the legends really in this command, you know, as leadership and continue to do so with General Bullard, uh, Colonel Bumgarner, you know, you know, just to name a couple. Right. But uh, and of, course, the leaders, and of course, Colonel, Bum, Colonel Bumgarner um, uh, is going to be, uh, I guess, the uh, uh, new vice commander, too, if, that, if that's uh, correct. Yes, yes, sir. That, that's absolutely correct. Uh, she's yes. a phenomenal leader. And uh, I think it's just been the uh, the leadership that would, you know, pat you on the back when needed and kick you in the butt when needed. Because at the end of the day, uh, the OSI leaders just want to make you better. So uh-huh. it's what you do with the uh, constructive uh, feedback that you receive from them. And I've just always uh, appreciated. So I would say in a word, it would be leadership has kept me has kept me here. Puts everybody on the, the correct vector, I guess. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, uh, finally, Mr. Kerry, uh, as we wrap things up, is there anything else that you'd uh, like to add? Uh, well, the only thing I'd, I'd finish with is to say that it, it has been such an absolute honor uh, to serve, serve with OSI for all of this time. Uh, I mean, this organization was just so instrumental in developing me as a professional, and it really helped me to understand what it is to serve something bigger than yourself. And, and not only that, uh, to... Um, be able to serve others more than yourself. Uh, so I've grown so much professionally and personally uh, because of this organization. So uh, I think that'd be my final thoughts, sir. So it, uh, it comes down to those core values, like it always seems to do. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very good, sir. Uh, our guest has been Mr. Howard Carey, the Associate Director of Mission Support in the OSI Investigations, Collections, and Operations Nexus Center. Sir, thank you so much for again taking the time to be with us. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And thanks to all of you listening for tuning in. For OSI Today and My OSI Journey, I'm Wayne Amon saying so long for now. <laughs>